Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Off and running. Thanks for checking in. It is Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Eclectic mix on the program today. Matt Humans in 45 minutes. Golf bets for this week as we prep for the PGA uh, a week and a half from now. Tim Kirkchin, ESPN on Major League Baseball, and Greg Wyshynski. Talk some NHL a little bit later on in the program. So many huge games last night in the playoffs, Paulie. We can begin this morning with the uh, the two doozies we had in the NBA. Celtics, winners on the road against the Bucks. They covered. How about that fourth quarter to fly oh. over the total then eventually? And then late night last night, Grizzlies had a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter. They're catching a, you know, on the show yesterday, ten and a half. Later on in the day, nine and a half in that range. Uh, but the Warriors came back with a nice fourth quarter to beat them, hung on to win by three uh, in that late-night game last night. I just I don't understand what Taylor Jenkins is doing in this series. David Thorpe, no. who was a regular guest on the show, has been begging for him to play Steven Adams. He finally did last night. He was great. Yep. But then he played like seven guys last night. You're the deepest team in the league. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, good job by Coach Thorpe. Adams was great on the offensive glass. The Warriors were saying, please beat us. Please. They were begging to get beat. 
They started the game 0 of 15 from three. It was a low-scoring first half. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, stop shooting. Oh, it's my an, God. Oh, come on, man. That's another thing. You're going to play seven guys, and he's one of them, and he's coming down, and he's jacking shots. Of course, he, as I tweeted, he hits the meaningless three, which I guess was important for in-play with totals and, and sides. Cover the second he, half number. Yeah. Warriors were eight and a half for the second half. Oh, my half. God. Is that right? That covered the second half of number. Of course yeah. that goes in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. He hits right. that one. Yes. He goes five of 19. He's also had a three of 18, a three of 13, a three of 11, and a four of 14 during these playoffs. And I'll give you another one. He was horrendous defensively. Their transition defense sucked. So many times they're coming down, and they would – Warriors are coming down on a fast break, and they would just close out on the shooter or go toward the shooter of shooting a three. A guy in the corner, rather. Right. And give, just give him a layup every single time. It's like they started all 15 from three. Make him earn it. And they couldn't put him away. And they and I don't know why they were going fast and playing with tempo in the fourth quarter. Set up, get a good shot, get a good look. And Kyle Anderson, who was seven of eight from the floor, misses seven huge free throws down the stretch. I mean, how, how do you lose that game's beyond me? All of that. Jaron Jackson, 0 of 7 from downtown. Yes. Defensively, he was great. He had five blocks and a couple of steals. I mentioned Adams. He was awesome in 27 minutes, had those 15 rebounds. Bain, Bain didn't really do anything last night. But Brooks is out there playing 39 minutes, Ridiculous. right? There's Come no on. Morant. Come on. Um, Melton played nine minutes. Brandon Clark, who was maybe the best player on the team in the T-Wolves series, played 11 minutes. Your line is always read the room. But you got to be a team player. You can't make anything. No, right. It's, t- it's time to pass the ball. And Jackson was go- getting good uh, looks and looks. going down low. And, uh, and finishing. And you had Green in foul trouble, too. And he was a menace at the basket. But that, that's the fifth or sixth time now. And I'll tell you what that was last night, too. That was big game playoff experience. That's what that was. Yeah. Okay? And, and the Memphis has zero of it. No, they, they have none. So that was, that's no, a young and, team. And there could be 3-1 Memphis in this series. But, and, I yeah. mean, you got to win that game. And a very young coach making yeah. some mistakes now here in the postseason. Clay Thompson was brutal last night. He yes, was 6-20. Yes, he Couldn't was. Couldn't make anything. Yeah. So he is well, now he's off the hook today. <laughs> Yes, he was. And instead of, you know, 2-2 going back to Memphis, that's now 3-1. That's 41-38 at the half. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. And they combine, they combine for almost 70 points in the fourth quarter. Huh? I had a nice ticket, remember? Oh. I had uh, the Kings from Sunday night reverse puck line tied into the Grizzlies' money line last night. That paid 21-22 to 1. Yeah. Almost got there. Yep. Thanks, guys. Put a hedge, too, right? And I, I had to stay up and watch the whole thing. I'm like, are they going to lose this game with Ja out and, and, and considering this is the type of score? And, and yeah. you, you're letting Memphis right back in this series. Because mm-hmm. I also wanted to watch it because I knew Barkley was going to eviscerate the Warriors if they lost that game. Because at halftime, he says, well, they're just messing around. They turn right. the ball over. Right. They know they're going to win. They're not respecting Memphis. And it almost came back to bite them, and it should have. So uh, we'll see if they take them out in five. But they're certainly going to move on to the conference finals. But that's just... I, come on, Anderson missing free throws, Brooks, Chuck and Duck, total chucker out there. With, uh, so unfortunate. I am, uh, well, there's been a big adjustment, by the way. As soon as the game ended last night, the Celtics were reposted as a series price as high as minus 280. Come on, where'd you see that? I saw it. Okay, because it's 180 at William Hill, it's $2 at Bet Rivers. That's uh-huh. too high. It's $2 that's, in that, that was enormous, pretty much right? everywhere. Yep. But that was enormous. There's another one, too, where they get up to a slow start, both teams, and that thing explodes. No, I, I'm, but, I'm put it this way, and this is coming from someone who I, I never, ever do this, and I shouldn't. I have Celtics 18-1 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. 
I'm very confident that the Celtics win this series now. Enormous win. The Bucks are missing Chris Middleton in huge spots now in every single game. Yep. And if he doesn't come back yep. to play, I don't. The, the Bucks are not going to win this series. 69 second half points for Boston. Al Horford, 30 points. He was awesome. Best game he's played They're, in by oh, I don't even know how many years. Remember, Philly was a disaster. Yes, it he was. Went, he went to Philly. I thought he was cooked. The guy's been awesome. He was the best player on the court last night. Yes, he was. Knocking down threes. Uh, he, he was ticked off at Freak. Mm-hmm. And you, to your point, Holiday has attempted 93 shots so far in this series. He's a nice player, but come on. Well, his plus, not Michael Jordan. His plus minus for one game anyway last night was terrible. Holiday. Couldn't make shots. He had, he had moments last night where he's, it's like, okay, this dude is doing awesome defensively, and he's really been effective uh, on the offensive side as well. Yep, yep. Nope, did, did not continue for right. the entire game. It's like, you know, what we just said about Memphis. No experience, no veteran like that. You need a guy like Al Horford on your team. You're going to go to the finals. You need That's a guy you need. You can go to war with that guy, right? Of we're course gonna, you can. We're going to hurt you people. See, I mean, he looked Whose like, car are we taking? Honestly, when he drove... Past Freak, and by the way, I don't know how they didn't call the foul on Freak out by the three-point line. Yeah, He got by him, and then he did the elbow to the face, and they called a tee on him. And he dunked the ball, and he's, ah! That was Rich Strike. He was all juiced up like Rich Strike <laughs> was at the end of the derby, biting people. Yeah. <laughs> he's biting kneecaps out there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. how, how exhausted was Giannis last night, honestly? Every trip down the floor, falling over people on the ground, Marcus Smart trying to hold him up, you know, pick him up off the you know, Finally, after three times, he's like, you're 6'11", I can't pick you up. Right. You're staying on the court right now. I'm going to run back down. Good fun. Down double digits late third. I'll give, you, I'll give you another one. Huge. Tatum was spectacular in the fourth quarter. Before that, I'm like, uh, this this series is not no. going well for this guy. Oh, you're right. You're he, exactly he, right. Defensively, Giannis was in his face, yeah. and um, he was intimidated. And then he, he exploded and had a huge fourth quarter and ended with uh, 30 points last night in the game. With no Robert Williams, by the way. Yeah, how about that news? Right. It was enormous. You know, when we were at Foxwoods, and our friends in New England, when we had Kendrick Perkins on the show, he was like, what? You, know, you notice how Boston struggles when Brown and Tatum are both on the floor? And that's when they were under 500. Yeah. But that, that, that's, I'm a big legacy guy, and that, that's just big for him, too. And you got, you, you, these are two star players. You got to make it to the finals here. Yep. But uh, great job. Good observation by, by a buddy of ours who does play by play Denver area. His name is Chad Andrus, been around the NBA for a long time. He tweeted me last night and he said, you ever notice that the Bucks get out to a huge lead when they go big against every team in the league? And then Bud wants to get cute, and he goes small ball, and it, it just it, it evaporates immediately? I'm like, yeah, I, I thought I was the only one noticing that. Yep. When they go big, Lopez, like Portis. Lopez getting easy shots. Portis, Lopez, yep. Freak, it's always extremely uh-huh. difficult for the other team. Then he goes, let's go Connaughton, Allen, Holiday, Freak, and then maybe some other guy out there. It just it goes, it goes right away. Yep. I, I love their big lineup. And you, I can't say that about more than probably two or three teams in the NBA mm-hmm. in 2022. What would you think of the hockey? Well, in- I mean. Interesting. Good job by uh, Calgary. I, 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 that was very good. 50-some shots. What do we do with Shesterkin? I did. You've always said this, Paulie, is the guy who played the position. The little guy. He's right little, here. Little man on the shoulders talking to him. Well, let me just say this, too, as a guy who played the position. Uh it's it's not the goalie's fault every time a goal is allowed. No, the defense but was he, They're not helping him out, but he's also, yeah. I mean, this is this is crazy. What a meltdown. You're the best goalie in the league. You're going to win the Vesna. Uh, and and it's you, they've chased them back-to-back starts. Gallant says, I'm coming back with them in game five. And they're favored. Yeah. How are they favored? I, he's been yanked. How do you not? You have to sit him. You can't put him out there. The, the guy who's going to win the Vesna. Right? We're, yes. we're, dead, we're convinced oh, on like this, 8, right? 000. I saw yeah. 8,000. Yeah, yeah, he's going to win the Vesna. Come on. Was pulled in game three and should have been pulled last night. He, he was? Had, no, he was pulled. Well, 
Yeah, he had two yeah. different four-goal periods right. allowed. Right. Come on, man. I, I, I would put Georgiev in there. I have to. I think it's a consideration yeah, right now. Not the, 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 in the game three goal he gave up was soft. I don't know why he's getting your stick on the ice. What are you doing? Christ. But uh, And then there was a couple empty net goals. But he's held it together for him. But also, the Rangers are soft, and they have to do a better job. But I, I can't believe this series because the Rangers dominated Pittsburgh in the regular season, and the only game they lost was one nothing. Chesterkin was great. And and this is every game's high scoring, and, and the Rangers are getting outscored here, and I can't believe they're favored. They're $1.30 tomorrow. Well, uh, you got to take the plus money with Pittsburgh. Calgary, penalty shot, 50-some shots on goal. They tied that series. Oh, Florida. Oh, that Their season was over. Well, that, that's where pulling the goalie worked. They pulled the goalie with three minutes. Six on five, had they to scored. do it. Yep, they right? tied and they win in overtime. I will say this though, and that that sequence there to get the Capitals up two one, how on earth was that not a penalty on Oshie? I mean, he completely defensive. He goes like that with the forearm and the shoulder. It's on purpose with the shiver to the guy's chin. Does a one eighty on the ice. They let it. They let it go. There's a you know a breakaway for, and it was Bedlam on the ice. The guy slam dancing up against go. the ice. Yeah. Uh, cause that's off. And then that's, that's, but that's a penalty like a hundred times out of a hundred, or I guess 99 out of a hundred after last night. How do they not, they're calling everything. They don't call that exact same call. That was, it was worse in that. What Oshie did was worse in the Calgary game. But they, you can't go to the guy's head. The guy yelled him in the jaw. Yeah. No call. You, right. you, you breathe on a guy they're calling something yep. that goes. That was ridiculous. The first hour of follow the money is presented exclusively by bet rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Again, we'll dive into, uh, well, win some, lose some, recapping more of last night's action. We're going to dive into the, to tonight's schedule as well. He recently joined Dwayne Wade and LeBron James on this list. Will he extend it tonight? Details on that coming up next. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. 
So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Winnie never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of 15000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM to get on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. DraftKings.com. For details, big fan of this guy, Tim Kirchner, ESPN, does a great job covering MLB. He joins us now to talk about an uh, interesting start to the season. The Let's start with the Yankees, Tim. Their win total was 92.5. They're off to a great start, but what surprises me, and you saw it again yesterday with Cortez, the starting pitching and the pitching overall has been unbelievable so far for New York. Yeah, it's been like the best starting pitching the Yankees have had in like 40 years and one of the greatest starting pitching seasons the Yankees have ever had. And I'm a little surprised because I think there was a concern about that. Garrett Cole has been mostly good, which is not a surprise, but I remember talking to Aaron Boone in spring training to see an eye in his office. And I went through his rotation Mm -hmm. and I got to the fifth starter. I waited till the fifth starter. And I said, and Nestor Cortez, your fifth starter, right? And he went, he looked at me like, of course he is. He's going to make the all-star team this year. And I just didn't see that coming. I know he had a very nice year last year, kind of privately really good, but he has been great this year. And yesterday, sensational again. So it's so interesting to me that the Yankees were supposed to, as always, slug their way into the playoffs when Mm -hmm. this year they've been much more of a pitching staff than a, you know, a powerful hitting team. So that's why you still got to like the Yankees, not just to make the playoffs, but maybe win the division with the way this pitching has gone. Yep. How about out West? The Angels don't have the best record in baseball, but they are tied for the most wins right now at 20. They're a pleasure to watch. Obviously, they got the best player in the game on Otani. Did it again last night with two home runs, a grand slam, his first ever in his career, believe it or not. How high are you on the Angels, Tim? Well, I'm a little surprised they've been this good. I didn't buy in completely in spring training because I needed to see how they were going to pitch. And Noah Syndergaard has been pretty darn good. Patrick Sandoval with that great changeup has been really good. But you put that lineup together and you add Taylor Ward to that lineup to go with the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, the most remarkable player in baseball, Shohei Otani, 
a healthy Anthony Rendon, and that's your you know two, three, four, or one, two, three, however you want to put them. That's a pretty dangerous offensive team. So I'm on board now with the Angels. I've seen the back end of their bullpen has been better than we thought. Again, the rotation better than we thought. And if they can keep that lineup healthy, they're going to score a ton of runs. So to me, they're a playoff team at the moment. And I just didn't see that. Not like I see it now, say a month and a half ago. How about the Twins and their, and their starting rotation? The season to start they're off to. Yeah, again, I didn't see that coming to this level either. I knew Joe Ryan was good. I knew Sonny Gray would be an upgrade. I knew they would pitch pretty well, but I didn't see them pitching this well. And we all know that team can hit when it's healthy, and they've had trouble staying healthy now with Carlos Correa. Brian, uh, Byron Buxton's been in and out. Miguel Sano is hurt, but that's another team that I did not have as a playoff team making the season, making the playoffs. And here, here we are six weeks in. I'm already saying, well, maybe I missed on the Twins also. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The great Tim Kirchner, our guest uh, from ESPN, talking some Major League Baseball here. I want to throw like four teams at you off to slow starts. And uh, I'd like to tell you, you tell us. Have you tell us which team you're not concerned about at all right now, basically a month into the season, if there is one on this list, Tim. I'll go Red Sox, Mariners, Phillies, White Sox. Uh, Well, I would have minor concerns about all four of those teams. I have the least amount of concerns about the White Sox. The White Sox were the prohibitive favorites for me and virtually everyone else heading into the season and I still think they'll find a way to win the division. However, the injuries that they've suffered so far, including to Eloy Jimenez, uh, those are staggering, mm-hmm. and that can really set a team back. And they have not pitched very well, last night being the perfect example of having a huge lead in the eighth inning and then into the ninth and losing a game to the Guardians. I just don't see that continuing. Tony LaRusso will figure out how to, to handle that bullpen. That team is going to get healthier. They're going to hit, but boy, they are off to a, a really slow start. I expect it to turn, but I did not expect to see this out of the gate by the White Sox. Okay, then what, what is your level of concern then for teams like the Phillies and the Red Sox right now? Well, the Phillies have to get their bullpen straightened out again, again. and I think they will. And I think they're going to score enough runs to, to be a viable playoff contender. I'm not so sure about the Red Sox already. I picked them to win a wild card team uh, a place. I thought their offense would be really, really good, and it's been anything but that. And then put that on top of you know questionable bullpen, you know shaky starting pitching. Chris Sale's injured uh, already and going to get injured again moving forward. Um, I just don't like the way that team is playing, nor is anybody else. They're going to have to play, you know, 30 games over 500 Mm. the rest of the way if they're going to win 90 games. And that's going to be really hard to do, especially when you're not swinging the bats like they are. Good point. How about the Reds in the National League? Don't laugh now. They're hot. They've won three of four after (laughs) taking down the Brewers yesterday. But have we already seen rock bottom with this team with that 3-22 and start? Well, I certainly hope so because they had the highest starters ERA through 25 games of any team in the history of baseball since earned runs became official in 1913. That's how bad 
their starting pitching was the first 25 games. Their run differential was the second worst of any team since 1900. That's how badly they got beat those first 25 games. We had them opening night. I did their game against the Braves, and we all knew that it was going to be a struggle. I don't think anyone saw it being a struggle quite like this, where they can't get people out, and they haven't hit yet either, and they've had a bunch of injuries. So they're obviously not as bad as 3-22, and 22. Uh, but it's going to it's a it's going to be a long road back for the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to buy into Toronto. I have a future ticket on them to win the World Series out here in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a, a me problem, Tim. I don't fully trust Barrios, and he's off to kind of a slow start this year. Do you think that Gossman and Manoa is a good enough one-two punch at the top of that rotation? Well, Gossman has been unbelievable. Been he awesome. finally walked somebody the other day. Mm-hmm. He Gossman, Gossman had 47 strikeouts before he walked anybody. I mean, that's just an unbelievable start to the season. So he, he's a one, obviously. Uh, Manoa has been great. They won, I believe it was, 11 consecutive starts made by him. I expect Barrios to get a whole lot better from here. Ryu's going to come back when he does. He's always good. Their their starting pitching is plenty good. And you put that together with a dynamic, athletic, young offensive team that can score in bunches. And I expect the Blue Jays to be in the playoffs, maybe win the division. I think they're only going to get better from here. In all your years covering the sport and everyone you talk to, and in your opinion, what do you think, how many wins is a, a good manager worth? And you're seeing what's going on with the Mets already with Showalter. But what do you think a good manager is worth? Uh, well, <laughs> that's a great question. We've been over this many times. I, I can't believe a manager is worth more than five wins per year as far as, look, he outfoxed the other team and they won this game because of him maybe five times a year. However, when a manager comes in, sets the tone, sets the rules, and everyone follows, which is exactly what has happened with Buck Showalter and the Mets, you you can gauge it way more than five wins. I was there early in spring training. I saw the looks on those guys' faces. I talked to a bunch of their players, not just about the team, but about the manager, and I'm a big believer when a manager comes in and he's got a track record, and a record for winning like Buck Showalter has, everyone really pays attention. That combined with great starting pitching and great overall talent by the Mets is the reason that this is going to be a different season for them because the manager helped change things right from the start. Yep, I, I totally yep. believe in what you just said. Another yep. one is Bob Melvin, by the way. Yeah, again, the Padres last year had the best record in baseball after 50 games. And not only did not make the playoffs, they finished under 500. That was an almost unprecedented drop from one point of the season to the end of the season. And it certainly wasn't all Jace Tingler's problem or fault, but I was told uh, several times this, Someone who needs to come in and clean up some things around here. And that's what Bob Melvin has done. And that's why most people consider him certainly one of the five best managers in baseball. I had a long chat with him early in spring training about his team. And he's just not used to having all this money to deal with. 
because he's been the A's manager, but he's done a spectacular job, and they're going to get better once Fernando Tatis comes back in you know, June or July. Mm-hmm. You can read Tim, ESPN.com. Watch him on TV at ESPN and follow him on Twitter at Kirkchin under ESPN. Uh, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Okay, guys. See you. Yep. Be Thank good. you. Yeah, always loved his guest spots um, for many years, like on the Levitard show. He was great and has been covering baseball since oh, yes. 1979. Yes. Loved his answer on the managers. Uh-huh. Up next, uh, huge news for one of the biggest markets with legal sports betting. It dropped yesterday, and it just so happens to be a region of the country where you can watch this show. You are going to be very excited. Details on that coming up next. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the HM Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of 15000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM to get on the action. HM to make everyone look and feel good. DraftKings.com. For details, big fan of this guy, Tim Kirkshin, ESPN, does a great job covering MLB. He joins us now to talk about an uh, interesting start to the season. The Let's start with the Yankees, Tim. Their win total was 92.5. They're off to a great start, but what surprises me, and you saw it again yesterday with Cortez, the starting pitching and the pitching overall has been unbelievable so far for New York. Yeah, it's been like the best starting pitching the Yankees have had in like 40 years and one of the greatest starting pitching seasons the Yankees have ever had. And I'm a little surprised because I think there was a concern about that. Garrett Cole has been mostly good, which is not a surprise, but I remember talking to Aaron Boone in spring training to see an eye in his office. And I went through his rotation Mm -hmm. and I got to the fifth starter. I waited till the fifth starter. And I said, and Nestor Cortez, your fifth starter, right? And he went, he looked to me like, of course he is. He's going to make the all-star team this year. And I just didn't see that coming. I know he had a very nice year last year, kind of privately really good, but he has been great this year. And yesterday, sensational again. So it's so interesting to me that the Yankees were supposed to, as always, slug their way into the playoffs when Mm -hmm. this year they've been much more of a pitching staff than a, you know, a powerful hitting team. So that's why you still got to like the Yankees, not just to make the playoffs, but maybe win the division with the way this pitching has gone. Yep. How about out West? The Angels don't have the best record in baseball, but they are tied for the most wins right now at 20. They're a pleasure to watch. Obviously, they got the best player in the game on Otani. Did it again last night with two home runs, a grand slam, his first ever in his career, believe it or not. How high are you on the Angels, Tim? Well, I'm a little surprised they've been this good. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy in completely in spring training because I needed to see how they were going to pitch. And Noah Syndergaard has been pretty darn good. Patrick Sandoval with that great changeup has been really good. But you put that lineup together and you add Taylor Ward to that lineup to go with the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, the most remarkable player in baseball, Shohei Otani, a healthy Anthony Rendon. And that's your you know, two, three, four, or one, two, three, however you want to put them. 
that's a pretty dangerous offensive team. So I'm on board now with the angels. I've seen the back end of their bullpen has been better than we thought. Again, the rotation better than we thought. And if they can keep that lineup healthy, they're going to score a ton of runs. So to me, they're a playoff team at the moment. And I just didn't see that. Not like I see it now, say a month and a half ago. How about the twins and their, and their starting rotation, the season to start they're off to. Yeah. Again, I didn't see that coming to this level either. I knew Joe Ryan was good. I knew Sonny Gray would be an upgrade. I knew they would pitch pretty well, but I didn't see them pitching this well. And we all know that team can hit when it's healthy and they've had trouble staying healthy now with Carlos Correa, Brian uh, Byron Buxton's been in and out. Miguel Sano is hurt, but that's another team that I did not have as a playoff team making the season, making the playoffs. And here, here we are six weeks in. I'm already saying, well, maybe I missed on the Twins also. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The great Tim Kirchner, our guest uh, from ESPN, talking some Major League Baseball here. I want to throw like four teams at you off to slow starts. And uh, I'd like to tell you, you tell us. Have you tell us which team you're not concerned about at all right now, basically a month into the season, if there is one on this list, Tim. I'll go Red Sox, Mariners, Phillies, White Sox. Uh, well, I would have minor concerns about all four of those teams. I have the least amount of concerns about the White Sox. The White Sox were the prohibitive favorites for me and virtually everyone else heading into the season and I still think they'll find a way to win the division. However, the injuries that they've suffered so far, including to Eloy Jimenez, uh, those are staggering, mm-hmm. and that can really set a team back. And they have not pitched very well, last night being the perfect example of having a huge lead in the eighth inning and then into the ninth and losing a game to the Guardians. I just don't see that continuing. Tony LaRusso will figure out how to, to handle that bullpen. That team is going to get healthier. They're going to hit, but boy, they are off to a, a really slow start. I expect it to turn, but I did not expect to see this out of the gate by the White Sox. Okay, then what, what is your level of concern then for teams like the Phillies and the Red Sox right now? Well, the Phillies have to get their bullpen straightened out again, again. and I think they will, and I think they're going to score enough runs to, to be a viable playoff contender. I'm not so sure about the Red Sox already. I picked them to win a wild card team uh, a place. I thought their offense would be really, really good, and it's been anything but that. And then put that on top of you know questionable bullpen, you know shaky starting pitching. Chris Sale's injured uh, already and going to get injured again moving forward. Um, I just don't like the way that team is playing, nor is anybody else. They're going to have to play, you know, 30 games over 500 Mm. the rest of the way if they're going to win 90 games. And that's going to be really hard to do, especially when you're not swinging the bats like they are. Good point. How about the Reds in the National League? Don't laugh now. They're hot. They've won three of four after (laughs) taking down the Brewers yesterday. But have we already seen rock bottom with this team with that 3-22 and start? Well, I certainly hope so because they had the highest starters ERA through 25 games of any team in the history of baseball since earned runs became official in 1913. That's how bad their starting pitching was the first 25 games. Their run differential was the second worst 
of any team since 1900. That's how badly they got <laughs> beat those first 25 games. We had them opening night. I did their game against the Braves, and we all knew that it was going to be a struggle. I don't think anyone saw it being a struggle quite like this, where they can't get people out, and they haven't hit yet either, and they've had a bunch of injuries. So they're obviously not as bad as 3-22, and 22. Uh, but it's going to it's a it's going to be a long road back for the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to buy into Toronto. I have a future ticket on them to win the World Series out here in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a, a me problem, Tim. I don't fully trust Barrios, and he's off to kind of a slow start this year. Do you think that Gossman and Manoa is a good enough one-two punch at the top of that rotation? Well, Gossman has been unbelievable. Been he awesome. finally walked somebody the other day. Mm-hmm. He Gossman, Gossman had 47 strikeouts before he walked anybody. I mean, that's just an unbelievable start to the season. So he, he's a one, obviously. Uh, Manoa has been great. They won, I believe it was, 11 consecutive starts made by him. I expect Barrios to get a whole lot better from here. Ryu's going to come back when he does. He's always good. Their their starting pitching is plenty good. And you put that together with a dynamic, athletic, young offensive team that can score in bunches. And I expect the Blue Jays to be in the playoffs, maybe win the division. I think they're only going to get better from here. In all your years covering the sport and everyone you talk to, and in your opinion, what do you think, how many wins is a, a good manager worth? And you're seeing what's going on with the Mets already with Showalter. But what do you think a good manager is worth? Uh, well, <laughs> that's a great question. We've been over this many times. I, I can't believe a manager is worth more than five wins per year as far as, look, he outfoxed the other team and they won this game because of him maybe five times a year. However, when a manager comes in, sets the tone, sets the rules, and everyone follows, which is exactly what has happened with Buck Showalter and the Mets, you you can gauge it way more than five wins. I was there early in spring training. I saw the looks on those guys' faces. I talked to a bunch of their players, not just about the team, but about the manager, and I'm a big believer when a manager comes in and he's got a track record, and a record for winning like Buck Showalter has, everyone really pays attention. That combined with great starting pitching and great overall talent by the Mets is the reason that this is going to be a different season for them because the manager helped to change things right from the start. Yep, I, I totally yep. believe in what you just said. Another yep. one is Bob Melvin, by the way. Yeah, again, the Padres last year had the best record in baseball after 50 games. And not only did not make the playoffs, they finished under 500. That was an almost unprecedented drop from one point of the season to the end of the season. And it certainly wasn't all Jace Tingler's problem or fault, but I was told uh, several times this, Somebody needs to come in and clean up some things around here. And that's what Bob Melvin has done. And that's why most people consider him certainly one of the five best managers in baseball. I had a long chat with him early in spring training about his team. And he's just not used to having all this money to deal with because he's been the A's manager, but he's done a spectacular job and they're going to get better. 
once Fernando Tatis comes back in, you know, June or July. Mm-hmm. You can read Tim, ESPN.com. Watch him on TV at ESPN and follow him on Twitter at Kirkchin under ESPN. Uh, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Okay, guys. See you. Yep. Be Thank good. you. Yeah, always loved his guest spots um, for many years, like on the Levitard show. He was great and has been covering baseball since oh, yes. 1979. Yes. Loved his answer on the managers. Uh-huh. Up next, uh, huge news for one of the biggest markets with legal sports betting. It dropped yesterday, and it just so happens to be a region of the country where you can watch this show. You are going to be very excited. Details on that coming up next. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. 
always say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. VSIN Spring Specials here for $59. You get everything we have to offer from now to the end of July. We'll be hitting the NFL and college football hard in July. You have the golf majors, UFC. And if you want the full experience, daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the live video stream whenever you want it, $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vsun.com slash spring. Back to hockey. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN senior NHL writer. This is as ESPN just tweeted out, Greg, only the second time in history all four series are tied at two in the same day that we have game fives coming up tonight. I want to start with the news yesterday. What are the Islanders doing? Well, you, you, you get rid of trots, you go back-to-back conference finals. Time for a new voice. I couldn't believe that quote. Well, you know, listen, I, I grew up a Devils fan, so Lou Lamarillo is my general manager. And this is this is now, I believe it's uh, 21 different coaching changes he's had since 1987. So, I oh. mean, this is what Lou does. Uh, the only, you know, I was asking around here in New York yesterday, and the only things I can kind of come up with theoretically are, one, uh, there was some kind of philosophical, you know, clash behind the scenes with between Trotz and, and Lou about the team, about the players, about something. This La- Lamarillo did say that the issue wasn't relegated to just this season. Um, and the other thing was that, and this was something that somebody mentioned to me, was the idea that, you know, Trotz's teams were always very good defensively, right? You know, the lowest they finished defensively were seventh in the league, uh, and that was this season but they've never finished higher than 21st offensively. And if you look around this league right now, you got to be able to score goals to win in this league. And, uh, yeah. and maybe Lou looked at this roster and he says to himself, okay, I got a good coach. Maybe not, maybe not the right coach for this time. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you wrote about this today or yesterday. What have we learned so far with all the games? And we're blown away by all the blowouts and, and lack of overtime games. Yeah, that's the real key so far is, is just this, this margin of victory that we're seeing. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it, everybody was wondering about whether the regular season would carry over to the, uh, to the postseason. And I got to tell you that it, it certainly seems like it has, you know, uh, the, the numbers are stunning. I mean, like uh, the amount of, of games that have been blowouts, we've had uh, tw- 20 of 32 playoff games have gone over and uh, through Monday night, 27 of 32 games have been decided by two goals or more. So, I mean, we are talking puck line city uh, in these playoffs <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and look, I mean, there's no reason to believe it won't continue. I mean, even in games that theoretically in the past would have been, been tightly played. I mean, you think about game four last night against the, between Pittsburgh and the Rangers, like in the past, you're thinking that's like a three, one game or something, yeah, you know, yeah, with, yeah. with tricking playing well and everything else and the series tightening up. But, it's just not playing out that way. Hell, I mean, even we got, even got a bunch of goals in, between Calgary and Dallas last night for the first time. So it's all trending, continuing the offensive thing. And, and I'm going to say this to hockey fans, man, be careful what you wish for. You guys always complain about 2-1 games, and now every game right. is 7-2. Mm-hmm. to two. Well, as a follow-up, <laughs> two things on that. Isn't it funny, though, how we're, we're getting all these goals, and yet the best offensive team in hockey this year, Florida, is struggling uh, not only with Washington, but then the score goals. But then also with, with all these games now in the series, Greg, tied it to a piece. And then once we get to the second round, don't yeah, do we eventually are we going to get tighter scores, though, where it's you know tied late and maybe an overtime game or there's drama other than like, oh, my God, they're pulling the goalie again today with six minutes to go in the game. Well, I mean, what you hope is that, first of all, I don't think the goals are going anywhere. I, I, okay. I just think, you know, this is an anomalous season. Uh, the regular season was the highest scoring regular season we've had since 95, 96. 
we, my colleague Kristen Shilton and I wrote a story about this a few weeks ago. And I mean, there are reasons beyond, uh, you know, you know, the obvious why this is happening. I mean, yeah, the obvious is that these guys were exhausted after two years of COVID stuff and uh, mentally and physically. Uh, but there's also just been a sea change within the league and in, in becoming a, a much more offensive league lately. Younger players are playing prominent roles, though teams worrying about their defensive acumen. Like, there's a number of different reasons why we're at where we're at. And I think it all leads to there going to be a continuation of this kind of goal scoring throughout the playoffs. Now, the interesting, interesting thing is going to be whether or not it's going to be two teams participating in the goal scoring. Like that's the part that I think is the more important part uh, than reverting back to defensive hockey is like when Colorado plays either St. Louis or, or, or Minnesota are the game seven to two or the game seven to five. Cause I think both of those teams mm. can certainly score goals uh, at the same clip that Colorado does. So that's the real intrigue for the next round is that, you know, now that we might get rid through some of this disparity in talent between these teams, whether we see the goal scoring continue and whether it's both teams participating. You also wrote about this in your column and to tie it into one of the games tonight with Boston and Carolina has been the goalie chaos. And if you're hearing anything on Anderson, not yet. I mean, I imagine we'll probably hear more today after practice for the hurricanes. Um, you know, he, I reported before the series that he was going to miss multiple games. He's missed multiple games. Um, you know, I, I think it's a series that may not necessarily be hanging on the goaltending to be honest with you for Carolina. I think both of their guys are, are capable of winning the series, including, you know, Auntie Ranta who, who started in game four. I think the intriguing thing about tonight is going to be the, the line matching. And so in Boston, uh, Bruce Cassidy reunited the, his top line with David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and, and Patrice Bergeron. Uh, and he was able to get them away from Carolina's checking line that's uh, centered by Jordan Stahl. Really good checking line. Won that battle with Bergeron and Marchand in Carolina. Uh, he put the, the Bergeron line on Sebastian Ajo's line, so Carolina's top line. So what you do is now you got a Boston line that's scoring and shutting down Carolina's top offensive line. But the, since they don't have the last line change tonight in Raleigh, it might be hard to get that matchup again, and I think that certainly favors the Hurricanes. What, what happens in Toronto? <laughs> it's anyone's guess, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, pro- the, problem, the problem for the Lightning right now is there ain't, there ain't a game eight. I mean, the way that this uh, every other game, you know, winning after losing thing happens. I mean, bottom line for me in this game is that it's, it's the, it's the series for the beliefs. Like there is absolutely no way that they're going to be able to win, uh, you know, two games straight against the lightning, uh, um, you know, to try to stave off elimination if they lose game five. Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to see. I mean, the one, the one thing about the series that I find really interesting right now is that we've really yet to see Braden point of the lightning, put his stamp on a game. And this is, you know, if you're, if you're stacking up the reasons they won two back-to-back cups, points probably, you know, your, your second or third reason. And so I'm really intrigued to see if, if tonight's the night when he starts, he, he puts his stamp on this series in a way that he hasn't before. What do you think about the non-penalty on Oshie last night? You know, I've, I've reached out to the NHL on that uh, to see if there's anything to follow up. Um, I imagine what they'll say is that it's the stick of, uh, I believe it was Bennett, who uh, connected with his own head uh, on the hit. I, I think that's kind of, I thought Oshie lifted his shoulder into the guy's noggin, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I felt that that might be a, a play that they should look, I mean, they're going to look at it, but it might be a play that, that warrants something. I didn't like the hit at all. And, uh, and then obviously it was a game changer because uh, then it gets rocked and, and then Kuznetsov goes the other way and, and scores uh, the Caps first goal. So 
I'll be intrigued to see if there's anything on that before. I mean, Oshie, to be honest with you, has always been kind of a sneaky, dirty player. Um, <laughs> and uh, and this sort of fits that modus operandi, but I'll, I'll be intrigued. There's been similar hits like this that haven't led to anything because the stick's been in the way. So I'll be intrigued to see what comes out of it. They put up a six and a half again tomorrow with this total. <laughs> Is this Florida going to snap out of this? Well, I think, you know, if, if you really want to start playing the playoff psychology game, winning an overtime game, you know, finding new playoff life, coming home. Uh, I mean, their, their best offensive game was on home ice in the series. So, like, the idea that they could maybe gin up a five spot, you know, you're maybe expecting Samsonov not to be able to put three good games in a row together. There's some, there's some reasons why you could expect the, the Panthers to break out, and they've yet to really show that, they can, <laughs> that they're going to shut down the Capitals all that much. Although Bobrovsky played pretty well last night, but um, no, I think any total that's going to be, you know, in the realm of six, six and a half, is not out of, out of question in these playoffs just because of, of how offense is trended. And then we just, like we talked about, like even in games that logically should be tighter, it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of goal scoring. I have a uh, MVP ticket on Igor and I don't know how bad how rough it's been here in this series. I can't believe Gallant's going to go back with him in game five, but you've done several articles on Shesterkin. Can, can he get some votes here? Do you think there's a chance? Well, hell, if he, if he pitches like back to back to back shutouts, uh, you get yourself a ticket, man. But uh, otherwise, you might want to check in to see if you can, uh, you know, toll that to 2023 yeah. and come back next year with it. Uh, you know, the thing with Igor stuff is that I, he did not have a good game three, um, he kind of fell apart a little bit, and uh, they pulled him. And then in game four, I, it's not really on him. I mean, he had a couple of deflected shots that the Rangers you know, allowed the Penguins to kind of set up and, and, uh, and, and do, uh, he had one shot that was kind of a knuckleballer. Um, there was one goal that was clearly on him. Uh, but there's some other weird stuff going on. So, you know, the Georgia have things interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that there was a real, there was a real decision to be made there based on how he played in garbage time in those two third periods. Um, and also had played pretty well down the stretch too, but I mean, Chichurkin's the franchise. He's the new Lundquist. And I can, I can understand why Gerard Gallant looks at the situation and says, it's only going to be for the betterment of the team to put Chichurkin in there. If he wins, great. We've got new life. Maybe we can pull out a, a, a miracle comeback in this series. If he loses, at the very least, we're giving a, a, a guy who doesn't have a lot of playoff experience a chance to really kind of feel that sting and, and understand what needs to be done to win a playoff series. Greg, we have like 30 seconds. Uh, how much consideration would you give to Cam Talbot for this game? None, no, no, zero. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I think it's Flurry's caprice right now. I really do. I mean, I, and I think I think maybe you can run back Talbot in six if you need to, if you're if you're desperate. But they've they've made their they've, they made their bed in game one. I would have started Talbot in game one, okay. and then had Flurry come out of the bullpen because I mean, like that's what Flurry does. Like, <laughs> ask Matt Murray what it's like <laughs> yeah, to right. out of the bullpen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they, they, they made their bet in game one, and now they got to kind of roll with Flurry until they can't anymore. Fair enough. You guys are killing it yes. uh, on ESPN with the coverage, man. Great job so far in the playoffs. We really appreciate the time today as well, Greg. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Read great Greg at ESPN.com, and uh, he's on Twitter, at Wyshynski. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, great article. Read that today. The goalie chaos he's spot on, too. Up next, win some, lose some, and some breaking news. Tom Brady has made a major announcement. Some will love it. Some will hate it. Details coming up next. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.